0: Hello, I'm Linda Huey, and this is Meet the Doctors, the show that lets you hear what doctors have to say about their lives, their work, their passions, and what they foresee for the future. Today's guest is sports medicine chiropractor, Dr. Dennis Colonello. This episode of Meet the Doctors is brought to you by Complete PT Pool and Land Physical Therapy. Whether you're trying to prevent knee surgery or recovering from shoulder, hip, or back pain, Complete PT offers you the most advanced pool therapy in combination with traditional land therapy. You don't need to know how to swim or even get your hair wet. The 92-degree saltwater pool soothes joints and muscles and helps reduce pain immediately. Visit CompletePT.com. That's CompletePT.com. Now let's meet Dr. Colonello. Hi, we're here with Dennis Colonello, doctor of chiropractic at Peak Wellness in Beverly Hills. Welcome to Meet the Doctors. Thank you. Now you have had an illustrious career. You've worked with a lot of professional and Olympic athletes and many of the celebrities here in the Beverly Hills area have come to you. And we want to get back to that. But I always like to start each show by letting our listeners know, how did you get to where you are now at the peak of your career? So um, you willing to look back? Sure. Okay. Now, I saw that you were educated in Canada. Yes. Does that mean you were born and raised there?
1: I was, Vancouver. Uh, It was where I was born and uh, raised, and then I left when I was, like, 21, 24, I think it was, sorry, 24, moved to Toronto.
0: Okay. Well, step by step, we're going to go through this. So, you studied at Simon Fraser University in British Columbia. That was your undergrad work? Yes. And what did you study?
1: Psychology.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Did you know that you wanted to be a doctor yet at that point?
1: No, I had no idea what I was going to be.
0: You were just interested in how the brain works and how we think and interact.
1: You know, honestly, um, I, I think I was just didn't know what else I was to do. So I, mm-hmm. you go to in those days, you were supposed to become something, <laughs> but I didn't know what that something was.
0: Okay, so you're still looking. Totally. Okay, so then you studied physiotherapy, what we call physical therapy here in right. the U.S., and you—that was at the University of British Columbia. Was yes. that also in Vancouver? Yes. Uh huh. Tell me about that. That
1: uh, was that was a that was, a, that was an interesting program. I learned a lot about the body, but in those days, physical therapy was mostly modalities, mm. and
0: Electro-stim since, and ice and heat. Correct. What else? Um, yeah. Ultrasound.
1: Oh, shortwave diathermy, uh, all kinds of uh, of different healing modalities.
0: And shortwave diathermy is just another way to get, introduce heat into the tissues. Deep heat, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. And and it was a combined course with occupational therapy. So mm. I learned how to weave a basket, literally. <laughs> they <laughs> so, teach that
0: to occupational therapists? Yeah, so.
1: you, you have to help people with hand disabilities sure. and so on. So, uh, Yeah, you learned literally...
0: How uh, to weave a basket. How
1: to weave a basket, yeah.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it was a combined program. Was it a three-year program?
1: Four-year program.
0: Combined OT... Occupational therapy and PT physiotherapy. Yes,
1: yes correct.
0: Is that, are all the schools in Canada a combination of the two? Um, most of I, them.
1: Well, I don't know about now, but in those days, I think most of them were. Yes, because
0: mm, so they're separate here.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. I don't. I don't know. You know if they still are or not. To be honest,
0: yeah, with you. yeah, sure, sure. But then you went to the oh, on top of those two degrees you already had, so you had an under. You you had. Well,
1: no, I never really finished physical therapy. I left in the last oh. year. Because, to be honest with you, it wasn't my thing. Okay. Uh, I, you were I trained
0: couple... and then got partway through the physical therapy yeah. and the OT.
1: Yeah, three quarters of the way. But, okay. you know, in the summers, they placed you in different um, settings to, you know, clinical settings. And my first placement was at a place called Essendale, which is a mental health facility. And I was on a ward where uh, drugs were big in those days. A lot of kids yeah. using LSD mm-hmm. and what have you. And uh, I was on that psychiatric ward. And I got to tell you, I just, it it hurt me. I, I didn't like being around
0: you wanted out. people
1: that, mm-hmm. you know. So, and and then the next uh, year I got placed at uh, Vancouver General Hospital, a huge hospital, in the rheumatic ward. And, you know, I just for me, being in an environment where people are in pain and you really are putting a little heat on them or a little, just didn't fulfill my ambitions in terms of what I thought I could be doing. So I intuitively felt that that was not for me.
0: Yeah, you wanted an answer to help people recover rather than just sort of
1: modalities was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was tech, technician-like, and I, I just didn't, I didn't jive with it.
0: So is that when you came to Los Angeles, or when, oh, did no. you have any other stops between there? And Many there? other stops Okay, well, between give there. us the short version.
1: Oh, uh, well, then I, you know, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I, Actually moved to Hawaii for a little bit to figure things out, and uh, there I met a chiropractor. And in those days, chiropractors and physical therapists were like bitter enemies. Hmm. Uh, I never felt that, but you know, professionally that was the the case. So, um, I decided to enroll in chiropractic college, and even though I enrolled late, uh, I think I only got in because I was a former physical therapist, and they. That was like a coup in those days, I, I uh, imagine. Oh, I, a PT I crossing a over the border into chiropractic. <laughs> I don't know that for a fact. Uh, but,
0: uh, but you went back to Canada for that?
1: Yeah, that was in Toronto. So I moved okay. from Vancouver to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my four years of chiropractic. While I was doing that, I had to work as, you know son of immigrant families. You don't have a lot of money. Where
0: would they they immigrate from?
1: From Italy. My parents immigrated in 49. I was born in 1950.
0: So they waited until after the war to come over here. Yes, they did. Uh Yeah,
1: they went through a lot. But uh, at any rate, uh, I did my four years. And while I was doing that, I got a job at North York General Hospital in Toronto, which was a great hospital. And uh, as a fracture technician on the graveyard shift mostly which meant that if somebody came in with a broken bone, uh, I was trained to uh, put the cast on.
0: You did the x-ray, and then you were able Correct. to... Correct. Oh. And,
1: you know, always the, the ph- physician may not, was on call, but he may not be in the facility, so it would be my duty to call him, take the x-rays, read them, explain what's going on. He would tell me what to do initially i you know i would just put casts on but after a while they trusted me so much that i was so good with my hands that you know i helped do reductions i did
0: let's talk about what a reduction is uh,
1: like if you come in with a broken arm and you have to put the bones back a little bit if it was just a little bit uh they would allow me to do that late at night then of course they'd see them in the next morning to make sure so that saved them time and it trained my hands Mm -hmm. so um did that for four years it was great I, that, because it was affiliated with the emergency room I got to go help and emerge uh, sometimes I was their bodyguard if somebody crazy came in it like I, I took care of things big
0: guy but, like you they were going to take advantage of that yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but the doctors and nurses were so great they were like family and uh, so I got to do a lot in emerge and learn a lot
0: you call emerge is what you call the emergency
1: the emergency we call it the er yeah. and
0: you call it emerge right okay Just a
1: high intensity really it's great i love i'd love that experience
0: a lot of people have really enjoyed that kind of a setting.
1: Yeah, because you have to do the job now yeah. and get it done.
0: Figure it out if no one's around to help you. Correct. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that's fun. That's it's it's high adrenaline, but it's fun.
0: So now you are being fulfilled a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. And, and
1: I was I was really enjoying chiropractic college too. I met some of my best friends there. Um, it, yeah. It was a, it was just a good good experience all around. And uh, then when I graduated, my best friend and I actually built physically with our hands our first clinic somehow we got a loan from a bank i don't know how we did that but we bought a building right out of before we even graduated this is in toronto yes Uh huh. i wish i had that building now uh, <laughs> <I'm back. laughs> and uh and we built our first practice and um, it was in a portuguese area of town on west dundas street and
0: uh, so fala Portuguese?
1: Uh, boca Riva, Boca Bao. <laughs> I have <laughs> a few up, words nose too. down. Yeah, <laughs> Toot the the That's yeah. what I can say. There you go. Uh, at any rate, so um, we started off our practice, and it was uh, successful because we, Peter and I, were both fairly well known in the city. How and did that?
0: Ha- how were you already known if you were just getting out of chiropractic college?
1: Well, because my friend Peter, my best friend and roommate, who was a really good-looking guy. Uh, <laughs> Was the head uh, bouncer at a the most popular uh, nightclub?
0: Night <laughs> so well known in the in the social scene. Yeah, we were we were kind <laughs> of
1: like, yeah, okay. we were well known. <laughs> okay, all right. And it was fun. We had we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and uh, but after a year of practice with him, I'd heard uh, that uh, from a friend who had moved into northern Ontario, way up north, uh, that. There was a dire need for our services. And, you know, mostly at that time, remember, chiropractic was still not widely accepted. Borderline,
0: especially it, in the East.
1: Exactly. I'm a
0: Californian, and it was always fairly accepted here. But people who had moved here from New Jersey and New York, they, they didn't accept it as easily. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And basically what we treated was back pain or neck mm-hmm. pain. But uh, if you went up north, you got to treat just a whole lot more because...
0: Um, Was it a small town?
1: It was a town of 1,500 people.
0: Wow, that's small.
1: But it serviced about 60,000 people. Yeah, maybe, yeah, 60,000. What what
0: industry was around you, logging or something? Dairy. Dairy,
1: Dairy, uh, forestry, and mining.
0: Okay, and they all came into that little town with back pain from doing those. Well, there were other
1: towns. There was a town further north. Alan Thick was from this town Uh. called Kirkland Lake. Uh, that was its claim to the fame actor, as Alan comedian. Thick. Yes, who just passed away, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, there was a town just south of my town, Earlton, which had about 600 people.
0: What was the name of your town?
1: Englehart. With an E? Yeah. Englehart. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I worked out of the old red schoolhouse
0: Uh, k through 12
1: yeah (laughs) they even had the tv station from timmins come down and celebrate the opening it was a big event (laughs) i should tell you something about how small the town was but it was really great people it was an amazing experience i mean i treated farm animals i treated you name it it was a great experience and uh, i built a very very large practice there but uh, you know, after four years of that, uh, you know, I felt like I was culturally being starved. Mm-hmm. And um, well, you and came so, from
0: Vancouver; you were used to having a city with yeah bright lights, big city.
1: And, and plus, I just mm-hmm. couldn't work that hard. I mean, it took three chiropractors to take over my practice. Mm-hmm. I was just working crazy hours. So I moved to Saint Catharines, Ontario, where I did the same thing: built another practice, built it big, and then I got married.
0: And where is Saint Catharines? <laughs>
1: Yeah, St. Catharines is near Niagara Falls. Oh, okay. So a little further south. Yeah. <laughs> and um, might have
0: driven through there going to Niagara Falls.
1: That's correct. Yeah. You know, General Motors Town. Okay. At that time, uh, near Niagara in the lake, what have you? Beautiful place. I had a house in Niagara in the lake, and mm-hmm. I had life made really. But then I met this most beautiful woman, and uh, and I married her, and uh, well, she actually was Miss Canada. and was in the Mr. Universe pageant, beautiful girl. But she decided she wanted to be an actress.
0: That's why you moved to L.A. And so I sold my <laughs> practice again,
1: and I moved to L.A.
0: And where did you live when you first came to L.A.? In Studio City. Uh-huh.
1: I did not practice for about 10 years, because what had happened was, uh, in 1989, I was always a tinkerer and an inventor. I invented this little blue plastic thing called the Abdominizer, which sold... A gazillion pieces, and I made some money, and and um, and I, I got intrigued by the, 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 to be honest with you, the, how you can make money with an idea. Uh-huh. So I just started doing inventing, and I invented a few products for Nordic Track, and then another product that I started my own direct response company with, and uh, and there was a lot of ups and downs, but in the end, uh, I found myself going. I have a daughter on the way. I think I better start going back to practice.
0: So how did you get your license to practice in the U.S.? Oh,
1: I did that the minute I moved to L.A. Wow. I, took, I got my license. That was smart. I just didn't practice
0: it. Yeah, that was smart to get it.
1: Yeah, it was good to have. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was ever going to practice again, but in 1989, I went back into practice.
0: But both of you became U.S. citizens?
1: Yes. My, um, well, actually, I didn't. My wife was, because she was an American, even though she lived in Canada. Oh, I see. So marrying born, her, did She was born in America. Yeah, but you know, I never pushed that button. Oh. Uh, I tried once, and it, tur- it turned out after uh, about three years of not hearing back when the guy told me, the lawyer told me, oh, it's a shoe-in, give me $700, and I'll let you know in a year. And three years went by, and I went, oh, whatever happened to that? So I called up, because his wife was a patient, and lo and behold, he was in jail.
0: Uh, (laughs) Telling too many people he was a shoe-in.
1: No, actually, he was a really nice guy, and he wanted to help immigrant people. Mm -hmm. And so he did something that was illegal, which is he hired the immigrants so they wouldn't have to leave the country to come back because they couldn't afford. He was really a nice guy. He didn't, you know, it was
0: he thought just, he was doing the right thing, probably.
1: Well, he he was a lawyer, so he knew oh, it was illegal. Oh, okay. But I I I don't think he did it with malicious intent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So anyway, you end up getting your citizenship at what point?
1: Uh, <laughs> the the year Donald Trump was elected.
0: Oh my goodness! All those years you were not, you couldn't <laughs> vote for. <it. laughs>
1: well, when I heard Donald Trump was a was a possible you know candidate, I thought mm, I better get my. I better do it. Yeah, before uh, we stop letting immigrants in. There was such an advantage not having to do jury duty, but to be honest with you, looking back, I feel guilty about that because Mm -hmm. I just did jury duty, and it was an amazing experience. So, uh, you know, the things you do. As you get older, you take more responsibility. It's
0: true, absolutely true. We'll be right back with more from Dr. Colonello after this. If you're in the market for a bike, you want to buy your bike from a shop that has great service. Bicycles need to be serviced and maintained on a regular basis for safety. You want a relationship you can count on with the shop where you buy your bike. Helen's cares as much about servicing your bike and keeping you safe as it does about the sale of a new bike. Their tune-up packages and excellent repair service will keep your bike in perfect working order. Go to HelenCycles.com. That's HelensCycles.com. We're back with Dr. Colonello. So, let's go back to some of the things you've done. You worked with the Canadian women's Olympic basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much fun at the games. I've been at the games too. Which ones were you working with?
1: Uh, I didn't work at the games. I didn't, you didn't go to, go games. to the no, games. No, I didn't. But you were travel. working with the athletes before the games. Yes, uh-huh. I gotcha. I, I've taken care of numerous athletes, but um, I was always too busy in practice to leave it. <laughs> and. I understand. Uh, you know, and, and in those days, you know, and I think still today in Canada, you had to see volume. You had to see a lot of people to make a living.
0: Just to make ends meet. Yeah, believe me, I know. Yeah,
1: got $9, I think, from OHIP or whatever it was. $9.80, I think.
0: Oh, chiropractic was paid so much less. Oh, way
1: less. Yeah, I remember yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you've also worked with a lot of pro players in various cities. And was this all while you were living in L.A., or did you have to go to... Dallas to see the Mavericks and to Miami to see the Heat and Oakland to see the Raiders. Yeah,
1: well, it, yes and uh, yes and no. Some of yes, them live down here, like Oakland. I did a year with the Raiders, oh. uh, and uh, I would, you know, drive up. Uh, in particular, two of their players, and um, I would drive to Oakland, and then they would also. I'd see them when they were down here mm-hmm. uh, with. Um, with the Mavericks, uh, they hired me to fly there to look at two pl- players that they had problems with. Um, uh, with Miami, I, I I looked after the Lakers for the through Shaquille, basically not through the Laker organization, right, right. for all the good years. And when uh, including Kobe and and Rick Fox, all the guys. Um, and so uh, I became enamored with basketball, and, and uh, it was fun going to the forum to watch him play, and it was mm-hmm. fun winning and so on. And when Shaquille left and went to Miami, um, I quit basically the NBA and just, uh, when he needed me, flew to Miami. Oh, I see. So that was the connection <clears> when a connection between
0: when an athlete jumps to a different team. That's still your team now because he's your athlete.
1: Uh, Well, yeah, it wasn't just, (laughs) we just became really good friends. Mm -hmm. Shaquille's still to this day a really good, great guy. Yeah. Great friend.
0: Yeah. Okay, now you've created these successful health products of yours. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about them more in depth. The Abdominizer, um, you sold over a million units of that. Um, Well over a million. Yeah.
1: Three or four million.
0: Ah, okay, I believe it. I used to see that on TV and go, what is that about? Explain it to me. Where did you, where'd the idea come from?
1: Well, you know, when you, when you grow up or work in a farm community, you can't really tell a dairy farmer who gets up at 5 in the morning to do sit-ups. Yeah. They won't do it. Yeah. Uh, because it's awkward. So one day I was looking at a spoon, and I thought, boy, if your butt sat in the spoon and that spoon arch could bend, then as you did the sit-up, you would knock out the hip flexors, which would isolate the the abdominals, and make it easier on your back because it allows your back to go into lordosis, in other words, away from the curve. Yes. While your pelvis comes up, which is exactly what you want to do, and so that's what it that's what I did. Now it it, it didn't it 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 got. Uh, it sold like crazy.
0: Did you make it yourself, and what did you initially make initially? I did. I had yeah. ten
1: thousand. I didn't know what to do with. How did and how
0: did you make them? Well, you found a manufacturer, and you told yeah. them what you wanted, and they yeah. helped you design it, or did you design it yourself? Designed it myself. One?
1: Did everything. Did everything. Um, was it made a, out of plastic? Or what? Yeah, uh-huh. plastic. Yeah. My accountant, John Rossetti, was instrumental and in, uh, helped me put it all together. But uh, we did it all. Him and I were like became like brothers. And,
0: and is it still selling to this day, or is that is it no, time I, has passed? No, now? it's time has passed. Yeah, yeah.
1: Those kind of products don't last long. It's like the master Yeah, they, they come here, in. Gone. There's a star helping yeah. to sell it, and
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. So then you did do something for Nordic Track. Was that the Nordic Rower that you created?
1: I, I did. I worked on uh, the Nordic Rower, the back therapy system, the uh, oh my god, um, four or five different projects for. Him. Can't remember them all to be honest with you. That was so long ago. Uh, and also, I worked for with Fitness Quest. I designed products for them as well, which was the company that sold the Abdominizer. Oh, okay. Um, so
0: you're connected in with the people that make fitness products now.
1: Uh, well, I was then. Yeah. I I got away from that um, about when I w- went back into practice. You know, in ninety eight.
0: Ninety eight. Okay. So in ninety eight, that was when you went back into practice. Mm-hmm. And where was the practice? In Studio City,
1: that was in Studio City. Okay. I worked out of uh, one room in a in a podiatry clinic, and uh, and I did house calls.
0: Uh, Low overhead, good.
1: It, yeah, and the house calls were all like word of mouth. Yeah, you know, yeah, mostly celebrities. And yeah, what have you? But um, yeah, it was uh, it 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 was trying because after a while. Driving in this city is not easy, and it was a hundred times better than it is today then, but it was still a nightmare. So I just started um, working out of this clinic that was kind of not a very fancy clinic, uh, but it was a busy clinic.
0: And they could come to you, and you could stay in one place. right? Mm -hmm. And
1: then one day, one of my patients, who was a a very uh, successful entrepreneur, uh, drove up, and and when he realized this was the clinic I was in, he said, "No, you you've got to come to Beverly Hills." And so, he owned this building that I'm in. Oh my and goodness! I've been here ever since.
0: It's a nice place.
1: Yeah, it's really nice.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really nice. So, tell me about Peak Health. It's uh, not just you as a chiropractor. You have physical therapists, and you have private trainers, and you all work together with people. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, we have uh-huh. uh, um, we have. A young man that I trained for six and a half years and just graduated about two years ago and he's down the hall.
0: Okay. Graduated really, from chiropractic college? Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Um, he's doing really well. Really bright young guy. Uh, and myself, of course. And then I have two physical therapists because I, I'm a firm believer in mm-hmm. physical therapy, mm-hmm. uh, especially exercise therapy. Yeah. Uh, we don't use many modalities in this clinic. You got that out of your system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it's just it's just been uh, it's been a good thing. It's been everybody works together as a team. We we we'll, we'll, if I if I'm not sure, I'll bring in Steve or Asher, and, and we'll talk about it, and then we'll figure it out. And that's proven to be really good, really good.
0: Uh, Brainstorming be, with uh, interdisciplinary. Yeah, kinds yeah, of Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and, and you know we have good liaisons with doctors and what have you, and it's great. It's great. We 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 like to figure things out. <laughs> see if we can figure out what's
0: up. How do you maintain the communication as you're transitioning someone from finishing with chiropractic, and you want them to maybe get stronger with a private trainer? Is just do you guys just casually talk, or is there anything official of how you? Oh no, pass I, along I, the
1: I bring the patient to the therapist, and we discuss it. And then I tell him what we want to accomplish, and mm-hmm. that's it. Good. I'm I'm not a three times a week kind of uh, chiropractor. I, I I do alignment, and then I hand you off because. You don't want to do the same th- I don't want to treat something. I want to fix something. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why it's been so beneficial to have this kind of cooperation between professions.
0: So let's talk about what you have here. It looks like you have a gym. I think I saw through we one of the two doors. We have two gyms. Okay.
1: One gym is uh, is more Pilates-based. It's the beginner's steps uh, for an acute injury.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that Matt Pilates? Uh,
1: no, we use the Reformer, reformer. and mm-hmm. what have you. Uh, Asher's been you know, he's, I met Asher through a patient, actually. He was working in another physical therapy clinic. And uh, and I saw his work, and I went, boy, I'd like to have that guy here. So I actually broke a wall down and built that gym uh-huh. to entice him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Good.
0: Well, you can build things. We know that. So that was yeah. handy for you.
1: And then, uh, yeah, so it's um, the other, the, Steve came to me uh, through another um He did a lot of joint rehab, joint replacement rehab for one of the big doctors here, Mm -hmm. so that was beneficial. So now we go to a strength training next, the next Mm -hmm. level athletic training kind of approach, and that's Steve. So we try to bring a, we we like to think we can bring a a, a disabled person with back pain or what have you to an athletic status um, pretty quickly.
0: Let's talk about someone a little bit older, like in 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm. Do you still have that same thinking of trying to get them to athletic status? Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah, good. but But functional status, yeah. not not so much athletic status as functional status, depending on what their hobbies are and so on. If they play tennis, yeah, we wanted to play tennis mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. or golf or whatever it is. But um, yeah, of course, same same goal, just modified according to What they're doing now. Exactly.
0: Not what they were doing when they were 30. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Now, you'd mentioned that you have a woman's spa that you opened just down the block here on South Beverly Drive in Beverly Hills. Yes. So tell me about that spa. What's it called?
1: Well, it's called Pellicure with a Q, -Q P-E-L-L-E-Q-U-R. And that's kind of an interesting story. So, you know, I have two girls that work for me for a long time, one of which uh, was 21 when she started with me. And she's just been amazing. She now runs my entire clinic. Hmm. So we were having another patient of mine was uh, instrumental in starting, one of the women that started the Time's Up movement. And I have a 20-year-old daughter, so I'm really into that. I like that idea. So I I went to my two girls and I said, what do you want to do? What would you like to do? And Astrid, our receptionist, uh, wanted to learn how to be a cosmetician and do eyebrows and stuff like that so we would send her to school and we got her the machines and she does it on the side and she makes money and she's now pregnant so you know she's uh but she'll she's like family but she still works here
0: you're helping facilitate her life growth
1: of course yeah mm-hmm. she's family so yeah. and anna my business manager that's been with me forever came to me and said something a little more expensive. I'd like to open a, a Korean body scrub spa, and uh, I want to develop a line of CBD products that go with it. So we did. And cannabinoids. It opened,
0: what's that? CBD meaning cannabinoids. Yes. That's uh, one of the main products in marijuana. Correct. Okay.
1: Or hemp. Hemp. Yeah. Okay. Um, and by the way, uh, we, didn't, we <laughs> created a flagship product because I tested it on all my patients and myself because I had arthritic hands. I still have arthritic hands, but they don't bother me anymore. And for a while there I thought I was like really, really in trouble because, you know, like I'd leave here and then go to see fifteen big clippers ball players. Mm. And then that's and a I lot did of work. That for on the hands. Nine years yeah. my hands just took a beating. Yeah. Anyhow, long short, um, we opened up two months ago. And it's a major hit and has done a great job. And um, uh, just good things, good things, really good <laughs> things. And so it's fun to see her. she That's her business now.
0: Yeah, it's good. good. It's
1: good. Good, good. We're empowering people. Yes. By the way, the spa is for women only. And it's all, her objective was to create a safe place for women to be comfortable in their own skin and network and like an empowerment, but uh, times up. Times, time's up. up is more is is about women getting equal pay for equal yeah. work, and I think that's you know when you have a daughter, you think differently.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now switching back from the women, tell me about working with the Clippers. Are you still working with them?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's my, my that's my boys. Uh, the the training staff, Jason Paul, and I have become like great friends, and they're just a great training staff. Good group of guys, and I I now have Joe, uh, my young. Uh, chiropractor down right, the hall right uh, he actually did most of it this year because i was too busy with my chair uh, and so and with the spa so he did a lot of it this year or all of it mostly <laughs> and uh it's great it's fun good group of guys it's fun getting to know young athletes because i like young athletes yeah. they have clean minds and good yeah. hearts and uh, and what do you do
0: for them? You go there um, on only on game days? Or are you there during the week? Oh, no, we
1: go game days sometimes uh, to the training facility if necessary. They they, they rely pretty heavily on us Yeah. Um, to take care of anything joint-wise or whatever. It's, it's really a good, it's a great team. We have a great team.
0: Sounds like you've been having fun in every category of your life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I have. I like what I do. Good for you. And I want to thank you for taking so much time to sit down with me and talk on Meet the Doctors.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you, Linda.
0: You've been listening to Dr. Dennis Colonello, a sports medicine chiropractor at Peak Wellness in Beverly Hills. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode as we speak with the brightest minds in medicine, research, surgery, and much, much more. I'm Linda Huey. You can tweet to me on Twitter at Linda Huey. That's L-Y-N-D-A-H-U-E-Y. Say hi or tell me who you'd like to hear on Meet the Doctors. Thanks to production assistant James Cowan and to Tom Strother for audio post-production.